helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Hi, this is Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services, and I want to thank you for joining us in this episode of the Life Transformation Radio Show. Today we have another interesting show lined up for you. Today's show is about suppressed emotions, and we're going to be looking at the story of Jonah. We're going to be taking an angle to this story that you have never heard before, and we're going to be using this story to talk about suppressed emotions and to bring out some points that is going to help you in your relationship with God, help you in your dealings with others, and help you in your emotional health. Because these points that we're going to be talking about that that from this story today are things that affect all of us. So stay tuned. This is going to be another interesting show. But before we get into today's show, let me welcome those of you who are joining us for the first time. You have tuned into the Life Transformation Radio Show. We are on the air every Monday morning at 9.30. For those of you or or faithful listeners who have been listening to this show for a while, thank you very much for listening. And it's good to have met with some of you at the different speaking engagements that I go to and to have, have met you in person to hear your feedback about the show. Thank you very much for listening and thank you for the the compliments that you have paid to us about this show. And so today we are going to be going into this interesting episode, Suppressed Emotion, using the story of Jonah. But before I do so, I'd like to welcome my co-host, Melissa Wagot. Welcome, Melissa. Thanks so much for having me back, Michael. And as you say, thank you so much to so many listeners out there who listen faithfully every week and give us the feedback. But if you're listening for the first time and you're hearing the word Elam and you're thinking, who on earth are these people? What are they all about? Do you mind sharing with our new listeners, Michael, what Elam Counseling Services is all about and um, some of the different events that we have coming up that they can take advantage of? Elam is a professional counseling organization that provides professional counseling from a scripture, from a biblical perspective. So we have trained psychotherapists on on board and our, th- our, our psychotherapists are all believers, and so if you would like to get help but you have been skeptical because you don't know what sort of doctrines you're going to be exposed to or the lack thereof by the type of, of counselor you're going to see, come and see us because our counselors are believers and we are trained, specially trained in incorporating the Word of God with the work we do. We pray before all our supervision meetings. We pray for our clients uh, in our supervision meetings and we just ask God to help us and to direct our path to be able to help you. So for those of you who have been listening to this show and have been a part of this ministry, we also encourage you to continue to pray for us. One of the things that set us apart from other counseling ministry is that we offer counseling on a sliding scale. So many people who have not been able to afford counseling at other centers have been able to get counseling help with us. So one of the ways we are able to do that is by donations that we receive. So if you have not considered making a donation to this ministry, I'd like to invite you to do so because that will help us to 
help someone who might be desperately in need of help. So in addition to the one-on-one counseling sessions and group counseling sessions, we also offer this radio show as well as um, healing retreats that we offer a few times a year. And so the next one is coming up on June 9th to 11th. So if you wouldn't mind sharing, Michael, what this retreat is about and how they can get a hold of us at Elam Counseling for more information about the the retreat that's coming up as well as our ministry as a whole. I'm very excited about the healing retreat. I think this is going to be a very special time for the group of people who are going to be there. We're going to be selecting uh, 12 people. The first 12 people to register will be will be chosen to be the ones who are on with us on this weekend retreat. And this weekend retreat is going to be a time of deep emotional healing. And so talking about suppressed emotions, there might be those of you who are who are listening to this show today and saying, yes, I know I've been holding on to some emotions for a long time and I've not been able to express myself. Uh, we are going to be having this healing retreat to help people to heal from emotional wounds, to be able to express things that they, they want to express through the various activities that we are going to be be having. And one of the things I've said before in previous show about this healing retreat is that even though it's an emotional healing retreat, I am expecting that people are going to be receiving uh, physical healing as well because the emotional and the physical go hand in hand. And so when you receive emotional healing, it puts your body in a healthier place. And today as we go in this show and we talk about suppressed emotions, we are going to be talking about some of the things that when your emotions are suppressed, when you don't express how you really feel, we are going to be talking about some of the effects that suppressing your emotions have, not only on your emotional health, but on your physical physical health. So if you'd like to attend this healing retreat, give us a call at 613-699-1677. You can also go to our website at elimcounselingministry.com. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. And so, as you said, Michael, today's show is going to be all about suppressed emotions and their effect. And like we try to do often with this show is we try to look to the Bible for examples that we can draw from to speak about the uh, mental health or relationship topics that we cover week to week. And so this week you've selected the story of Jonah, which I think is quintessentially Sunday school. People probably have heard this story before. They may be able to sing the Who Did Swallow Jonah song uh, Mm -hmm. by heart, all those fun things that we learned growing up. But for those of uh, individuals who are out there listening who maybe need a refresher on who Jonah is and what his story is in the Bible, could you please give us a, a refresher, Reader's Digest version about who is this guy and how did he end up suppressing his emotions? Okay, so this is the story of Jonah in like one minute. Right? <laughs> no pressure. So, so Jonah is this uh, man who is called by God to go and to warn this wicked king and this wicked city, this evil city by the name of Nineveh, to warn them that they, that judgment, impending judgment is coming on them if they don't repent. But Jonah decided that he didn't want to go on to warn Nineveh. And so he ended up going in the opposite direction. He went to, to, to this place called Tarshish, running away from God. In the process, he got swallowed by by uh, he, in the process of running away, he got into a storm on sea. He asked to be thrown overboard 
to save the others on, on the ship. He was swallowed by a whale. He prayed in the belly of the whale. God answered him and commanded him again to go to Nineveh. The second time God commanded him, he went to Nineveh. And he entered the city declaring that in 40 days, Nineveh is going to be destroyed. And when the people heard it, uh, they became convicted realizing that this man was declaring the word of God. And so they repented. Not only did they repent, but they became utterly remorseful for what they did. The king gave a decree that they were to go on a fast. And it's kind of funny how the Bible explained it. The Bible says that the king said not even the animals were to eat anything. You know, this fast was supposed to be, even the animals are going to go on a fast. Just for a prayer adventure that God would spare our city. And God uh, saw their repentant heart and speared Nineveh. And Jonah became very angry as a result of that. And in his anger, he he became tired and he went to sleep and God caused a tree to grow up overnight. When he woke up in the morning, the, he, he saw this tree and in the, the, this tree sheltered him from the heat of the sun. And the Bible tells us that he was exceedingly glad for this shade. And then uh, God caused a worm to eat this tree that was sheltering Jonah. And the, 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 the tree disappeared. And the Bible tells us that Jonah became very angry because his shade was taken away from him. Now, just let's just read what what is said here in the fourth chapter of, of Jonah in verse 8. It's, it's almost comical when you think about it because here's a man who was thrown overboard of a ship in the midst of a storm that looked like it was going to break the ship apart as according to how the Bible dis, dis, described the storm. The Bible described the storm in such a way that even the mariners, the seamen, who were used to sailing the sea, that they were afraid. And yet Jonah was not afraid. Jonah said, oh, throw me in the sea. I don't want to live. Throw me in the sea. And Jonah went through that. Jonah was swallowed by this big fish that must have been very terrifying here inside the belly of this whale. And he's kind of okay with all of those things. He doesn't lose it. His emotion is suppressed. And then we come to this passage in in chapter 4 where he's under this tree the, he wakes up and he feels happy about his shade and then suddenly his shade is taken away his tree is destroyed by this worm and in, in verse 8 of chapter 4 we read and it came to pass when the sun did rise and God prepared a vehement east wind and the sun beat upon the head of Jonah that he fainted and wished himself to die and said it is better for me to die than to live and God said to Jonah, Dost thou well to be angry for the tree? And he said, I do well to be angry even unto death. So he's losing it. Uh, Jonah is totally having one of those meltdown moments over this tree that has dried up and that has taken his shade away from him. So I think this is an example of a suppressed emotion because when you suppress your emotions over the bigger things that are affecting you in life, the little things will result in your emotions coming out even before you can think. They tell us that the, there are different parts to our brain. There is the, 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 
the, the cortex region of our brains that deals with rational thinking, which they said that a thought, a thought travel at about 600 milliseconds, but at the time you, you, you can consciously think something. But the emotional part, they say, operates at about six times faster, 100 milliseconds. So the emotional part of your brain, before you can think, it reacts. So when you're trying to 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 suppress your emotions, you might not be consciously thinking that you're doing that, but just the fact that you're suppressing that emotion, that emotion is going to come out in other ways even before you can think it because it goes faster than the speed of thought. So what is happening here with Jonah is that he's suppressing how he really feels about this mission that God is calling, God has called him to. But what we what we find out is that the anger and the bitterness came out over a shade that was removed. This might seem familiar to you, like you're in a relationship and you have survived some big things. Maybe you have you have just survived the death of a loved one. You have survived maybe the unfaithfulness of a spouse. But then one day you suddenly lose it because a dirty socks is left on the kitchen floor or someone le- left something out of place. And you're wondering, why did I react so strongly to this simple thing? When this happens again, think of Jonah, because Jonah is a good example of suppressed emotions and how this will lead to our anger being targeted at the wrong things. So you had mentioned um, in describing that, Michael, how Jonah began suppressing his emotions because of a mission that God gave him. He wasn't feeling great about that. But on one hand, though, I can kind of see Jonah's perspective, right? God tells you to do something. One would think it's pretty hard to look, talk back to God and say, hey, actually, I'm feeling kind of uncomfortable about this. Are you sure you know what you're doing? I can see in some ways why he's choosing to suppress those emotions. Do we ever see in the Bible people actually take the opposite stance and say, hey, God, what are you thinking here? That's a good point, Melissa, because maybe God is calling him to something that he didn't totally buy into. But we have other examples in Scripture where God calls people into things that they didn't buy into. And we see them not suppressing their emotions, but we see them having a frank uh, conversation with God. Moses is an example of that, where God called Moses to go before Pharaoh. And God, Moses basically said, God, are you sure you have the right man? Me? I can't even speak. I'm not eloquent. And, you know, I can't go. And then God said, okay, I'll send Aaron with you. And Aaron will be your voice. And then Moses said, but what am I going to say to Pharaoh when I go? Like, I'm just going to turn up before this king and say what? What? And then God reasoned with him and gave him signs that he could perform. And so Moses was having this dialogue, this dialogue with God and honestly speaking to God and telling God how he feels about his incapability of going to this mission. Jonah did none of that. Jonah just remained silent and ran in the opposite direction. So maybe you can identify with Jonah. Maybe there are some things that you're listening to and there are some things that God has called you to and you haven't really had that frank conversation with God to say, no, God, I I feel ill-equipped for this mission. I feel scared. I feel like I'm not prepared for this and, and allow God to, to, to have this dialogue, to, to begin to have this dialogue with God where you're frank about your feelings. We see another example of people who 
someone who had a conversation with God because he didn't buy into what God was telling him. And another example of that is Abraham. When God told Abraham that he was about to destroy Sodom, uh, Abraham said, hold up, God. Are you sure this is the right thing to do to destroy Sodom? What if there's 50 righteous people there in Sodom? Are you going to destroy the righteous with the wicked? And God said, okay, Abraham, if you find 50 people there, I will spare Sodom. Then Abraham said, what if I find 45? Are you still going to? And so, okay, if you find 45. So Abraham kept bargaining, going down by five each time, by ten at times, until he got to the number ten. And he said to God, God, what if I find ten people? Well, you destroy Sodom. And God said, well, if you find ten, I will not destroy Sodom. So we see that that these people, these examples of Moses and Abraham, they weren't uh, people who suppressed their emotions. They made it known to God how they felt about the mission that God was calling them to. But when we come to the story of Jonah, Jonah did the opposite. Jonah said nothing. Jonah just took off in the opposite direction. In other words, while God is talking to him and saying, you know, Jonah, I want you to go down to the river. Jonah is saying in his mind, who, me? I am not going. I don't, I don't buy into this mission. And he went in the opposite direction because he didn't buy into the, the, the mission or the ministry that God was calling him to, but he never got in touch with his true emotions and be honest with God about how he felt about it. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Life Transformation Radio Show. Today we're talking about suppressed emotions. If you happen to miss the first part of today's show, I encourage you to check out our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com, to get the full episode um, for your listening pleasure. While you're there, please check out our past radio shows as well as the multitude of resources we have about relationship, mental health, and spiritual topics. We also encourage you to check out information about our retreat coming up in June. The dates are June 9th to 11th. If you um, maybe aren't so comfortable with the website or doing things online, we also have a phone number where you can reach us at 613-699-1677. You can also get copies of our show through contacting us there. So, Michael, you're just describing to the listeners and myself how we have examples in the Bible of strong biblical characters who didn't suppress their emotions when God called them, which was opposite to what Jonah did. So, hypothetically, if Jonah did get some gumption and have a dialogue with God off the top, what would have been his reasons for not wanting to go on the mission to Nineveh? There are a number of, of reasons that theologians have put forward as being possible motive for Jonah not going. The Bible doesn't really say, but as some of the reasons that have been given is that uh, Jonah knew about the evil that took place in Nineveh, and he knew of the the. The, the terrible things that the, the, the army from Nineveh had done to surrounding nations, and he saw them as a threat to God's own people. So maybe uh, he was thinking, why should I go and warn these people to repent? I want God to destroy these people. They are sinful people. They are a threat to our nation. Why would I want them to repent? 
And so Jonah didn't necessarily voice that with God. There's no dialogue about that. But as I said before, he he took off in the opposite direction. Another thing that Jonah could be thinking, according to some theologians, is that what if I go and warn these people and they repent? They're going to make my people look bad because our nation are still in sin. We have rebelled against God. We have done terrible things that have caused God to, you know, to to uh, chastise us by by uh, using other armies of surrounding nations to chastise us. What if I go and warn these people and they repent? Then we are going to to look bad. So it's possible that Jonah had these underlying motives that were. At the at the root of his his rebellion, his decision to to go the opposite way from what God wanted him to do. So we've talked a lot in the past how stress and suppressed emotions in different contexts always has some form of effect. What effects did we see in Jonah's life, and what effects do we experience today when we suppress emotions and don't let them be expressed in a healthy way? Well, if we look at Jonah's life, we we can see the stress that we talked about already, that Jonah had triggering emotions. He's not dealing with the stress. He is, he's, he's not expressing how he feels. He's not getting in touch with those emotions. And so he's been triggered by a relatively minor thing compared to all the other things that he have he have he have gone through. So when Jonah reacted in in anger over his shade drying up, right? It, it's it's an example that there's something that's going on in him that sets him on edge, that that makes him very irritable, that makes him easy to snap. And so it is when you don't deal with your emotions, you can't really suppress those emotions because it's going to come out in in some way. So for people who try to suppress their emotions, they have overreaction to minor things. Maybe you know someone, you're listening to them, and you said, I know someone like that, maybe you're like that, where you, you get upset over simple things, like someone makes a joke and you don't see it as a joke, you take it as an insult and you overreact, or someone is late for an appointment and you feel as if the, 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 the planet is, is falling out of the sky because they are a few minutes late. It's possible that these overreaction to those other things could be as a result of suppressed emotion. But we also know that suppressed emotions also affect things like weight gain. Uh, people who suppress emotions, sometimes there is this chemical change that takes place in in the body that caused them to 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 put on weight and sometimes because those emotions are being suppressed people comfort eat as a way of trying to to feel good or to to not deal with those emotions which leads to 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 weight gain but we also know that for people who suppress emotions it's not healthy for their digestive system because when you suppress your emotions and you have stress that you're not dealing with, the high levels of cortisol within your body takes away from the 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 chemical makeup, the proper chemical balance that is supposed to be in your body and makes it very difficult for your body to perform at its optimum. And so people develop things like digestive issues. Another thing that suppressed emotion does is that it causes a lot of physical 
aches and pain in our body. We know that high levels of stress affect things like our neck, our shoulder, our back. And so there's a lot of people who they're carrying aches and, and pains and and uh, you know sore backs and sore necks because they have been suppressing emotions some of these things are things that happened back in childhood and they just haven't dealt with it and so as a result of that they they're 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 dealing with these things in a in a in a physical they're dealing with these physical symptoms and they're going to a lot of chiropractor they're taking medicine they're doing physio but the truth is that they need to get in touch with that issue that has caused them pain. Maybe for some of you listening, it may have been uh, physical abuse that you suffered as a child. Maybe it was, it, you were a victim of a rape. Maybe it were abusive parents. Whatever it is, make sure that you deal with those suppressed emotions. Don't be like Jonah who had a feeling about something but didn't really express it. Be like Abraham, who had this frank discussion with God and said, God, this is how I feel about what you're going to do to Sodom. Talk with God and say, God, this is how I feel about what happened to me. Journal about it. Write, up, write about it. Keep, keep, keep... Uh, Express your story in in different way. Keep a journal with you where you can write from day to day how you feel about your emotions because by so doing, you allow your body to perform the way that God wanted it to. Notice that when Abraham spoke up, God didn't say, why are you talking back to me? I am God, right? God had this dialogue with him. God bargained. He bargained with God. Similar Moses. Moses didn't just go blindly, as I said. He, he talked with God. So it's very, very important that if you are listening to this show today and you realize that there are some things that have happened in your life that you have not made peace with, don't suppress those emotions and i know i normally say there are some tendencies in our christian circle for people to be strong and to appear strong exactly it uh, it often I, I find it feels that unless you're feeling happy or joyful in the lord the other emotions aren't necessarily given as much value but do we get to see a little bit um uh, through this discussion, what's really become apparent to me is how important those sometimes not so nice feelings are and the importance of actually having that dialogue. If someone's not used to having that dialogue, though, how can they start having that discussion? Right. I, I think sometimes it, it takes a, a wake-up moment because when Jonah began to express his emotions to God, he was doing it over the wrong thing. And God was trying to bring him back to say, Jonah, what really is your anger about? Are you really angry about this tree that has dried up, or is it about something else? Do you do well to be angry about a tree? And so, so jo Jonah uh, denied that it was about anything else. He said, and he said, I do well to be angry even unto death. So even when God was challenging him uh, and saying, you're going to be angry over a tree? In other words, is it really about this tree or is it about something else? Jonah wasn't really in touch with his true feelings to know where to place that 
emotion. And so one of the first things that a person can do if they begin to have these kind of emotion is to try to identify where is this coming from? Is this really about the the, the, the book that was left out of place, that wasn't put back in the shelf? Is this really about the toilet seat not being covered, not be, being up and not being, not being down? Or is this about something bigger that has gone on in our relationship? So we're quickly coming to the end, Michael. I think this may be a two-parter in the end, potentially. With the remaining time we have, what message would you give for people to work on this week if they're someone who's been suppressing emotions? Well, I would say the first thing you can start doing is to just write about how you really feel. Get, get a journal, buy a journal, start writing about how you feel. Another thing that you can do is to be begin to pray to God and to, to, to tell God your true feelings about whatever it is that is going on in your life. So you see, we are quickly out of time and we have to wrap up here today, but keep also in mind the retreat that we have coming up. You can get a hold of us at 613-699-1677. You can also go to our website at elamcounselingministry.com, elamcounselingministry.com. And so until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services. And Melissa Waggett. Praying that God would bless you in all your relationships and keep you sound in mind and pure in heart. <laughs>